Thanks for tuning into the ES First podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. So take a minute to hop on over and give us a like or a follow. And of course, if you're ever in Excelsior Springs, stop on by. We can't wait to welcome you home. Welcome to Yes First Online, and I just pray that today as I speak the Word of God to you, that it would grow in you and, and cause you to come alive anew and afresh in Jesus. I want to talk to you about the words quick, powerful, and sharp. Now, for many of you, when you mention the words quick, powerful, and sharp, you would automatically think of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, which says, for the Word of God is quick. It's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the very thoughts and the intents of your heart. So the Word of God, when you apply it to your life, it'll take root and it'll grow quickly and it, it'll grow powerfully in your life. And so the idea is to apply the Word of God every day in a new dimension into your life. In the parable of the sower, Jesus explained that the Word of God is the seed, S-E-E-D. I'm glad that he said it that way because we can understand we plant a seed and it grows and it produces something. And so we're encouraged throughout Scripture to plant the seed or the Word of God into our lives every day in practical uh, uh in, in practical words. And so there are some examples of how you can practice planting the seed into your life. Psalms 19:14 says, well, here's something you can do. Let the words of your mouth, what you say, let the meditations of your heart, what you think, be acceptable in the sight of the Lord. Now, every day you can just guard your words, guard your thoughts. 1 Peter 3.15, here's another practical way that you can apply the scripture. It says, be ready always to give an answer to every person that asks you for a reason of why you have so much hope. Why is this hope in you? What's the reason? And you can tell them, well, it's because I've given, given my life over to Jesus serve him with all my heart, my soul, and strength, and that's the hope. I ask him to forgive me of my sins and to come into my life and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And be ready always. That's how you apply the word. Here's another Ephesians 4.32. If you want to take this scripture and apply it to your life, be kind one to another and be tenderhearted and forgive one another. That goes for everyone. Even as Christ has forgiven you, you need to forgive everyone. And you practice that. You plant that seed in your life, and it will grow certain things in your life. Here's one Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no communal, corrupt communication come out of your mouth, but only that which is good, only that which is uh, edifying, and so that will minister grace to the hearers. So we guard our communication. Psalms 41, here's another practical tip that you can put in. Blessed is he that considers the poor, for the Lord would deliver him in the time of trouble. You know, the poor you will have with us always, the Bible says. And so we need to consider the poor, and we need to watch over them. And so we're encouraged to plant seed into your life. Now, a few years ago, Nancy, Joe, and I uh, got kind of tired of our lawn looking like a mud pile, mud puddle. <clears throat> there was no grass out there. It was all just dirt. And so we decided about three years ago that, hey, we're going to uh, turn, <coughs> excuse me, we're going to turn our yard into something very beautiful and something very nice. 
And so we started working on it. We had bare dirt. And so the first thing we did, we chose the right lawn care specialist, and he told us to put 250 pounds of lime on our yard. So we went forth and we put 250 pounds of lime on our yard. And then he aerated it, punched holes in it. You know what that means. And then he planted the seed. And then he fertilized it. And then he put uh, broadleaf killer and crabgrass killer. And then he taught us how to correctly water it, how much water it takes every day. And then he taught us that uh, you, you mow it at the right height. And so we did all that. And uh, in two or three years, guess what? Our bare dirt mud pile turned into uh, like the Garden of Eden. It's like three or four inches of plush grass. The neighbors walk, drive by and say, wow, that sure is beautiful. Wow, you're doing such a good job with that. Well, the reason is we planted the seed and we used it properly and we got this beautiful, beautiful lawn. Now, James chapter 1 and verse 22 talks about the word, which is the seed of God. And he says, be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. In other words, plant the seed of the word of God in your life. The word will grow in you and it will produce awesome, wonderful, and beautiful things in your life. You become more and more like Jesus every day. That's how it works. And so there are enormous benefits. Uh, you become more like Jesus. And Matthew 5.14 says, you become a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. People will notice that you have the seed, the word of God growing in your life because it comes out to make you into something beautiful and something blessed. And so there's a lot of enormous benefits that comes from sowing the seed. And this is what you really have to understand. Proverbs 3.1 calls the word of God, the seed. He, he, he calls it the law and his commandments. There's something about uh, the law that works. In other words, the law of gravity, it works. And, and the seed, the word of God works and it grows something. And he says, my son, forget not my law and let them, uh, let them keep, let your heart keep my commandments. Keep the law of the Lord and the commandments. Plant the seed of the word of God in your life. And the benefit is this, for length of days and long life and peace shall it add to thee. I think that's a pretty good list of things that makes it worth it to us. In verse number three, he calls the seed mercy and truth. He says, let not mercy and seed forsake thee. Bind them about your neck and write them upon the table of your heart. And the benefits of that is you will find favor and good understanding in the sight of God. I'll tell you what, having favor in God's sight is a wonderful thing. And not only that, you'll have favor and understanding in the sight of men. And so you will find that uh, the people around you will notice and, and uh, you will find favor with them. In verse number five, he declares the seed. Now, this is a big one. He declares the seed as Lord, as Lord. And herein lies the understanding for making him the Lord of your life. Now, don't, don't miss this. The lordship of Jesus comes from understanding and planting the seed, the word of God in your life. And he says about that seed, he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not under your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In other words, he says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And so... You trust in the word of God, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and 
do what it say do, even though your flesh might want to come against it and say, no, that's too difficult, or let's skip over that one. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not under your own understandings, and in all thy ways acknowledge him. And then look at the benefits. He said, if you do that, he said, and he shall direct your paths. And so, boy, I'll tell you what, if he's got you going in the right direction, that's the direction to go. He'll open doors and close doors, and he'll lead you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And then uh, here's another one. It says, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And what are the benefits? Taking the word is a lamp under your feet and light under your pathway. And see him, see him announcing to you his lordship, and it shall be health to you. And uh, everybody wants to have good health, that's for sure. And then he gives this incredible life-changing insight after he teaches us how to apply the Word of God and keep planting the seed, planting the seed every day, planting new seed, watching something grow. And then he's going to give us an incredible life-changing insight here in this scripture. But before I give you that life-changing insight, I want to explain something to you. As you develop the practice of being a doer of the word and not just a hearer of the word, as you develop the practice of doing the word, Jesus will open up your eyes spiritually. And when he opens up your eyes spiritually, now listen to this. This is a big deal. You... Your doing becomes the norm. Doing becomes the norm. Now, you can go through the scriptures and you can see a lot of things where it say do, and you don't do it that way. But when Jesus opens up your spiritual eyes and helps you see things, the doing becomes the norm. And so James chapter 1 and verse 21 describes in detail what a person who is completely serious about being a true follower of Jesus as Lord in the 21st century, he says this is what happens when you start applying the Word of God. You start laying aside filthiness and the superfluity of naughtiness. You see, when you become uh, born again, when you give your life to Jesus, as I say, the BFF, believe in Jesus and ask him to forgive you of your sins, F. And the other F is, be, I want to be a follower of you. When you do that and you become serious about being a true follower of Jesus in the 21st century, you'll start laying aside filthiness and naughtiness. We know what it is to be naughty. But when you, Jesus wants us to lay naughtiness aside and receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to change and save your soul. And in verse 22 of James 1, uh, says it this way, be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass, looks at a mirror, and he beholds himself and goes away and he forgot what manner of man, what he looked like. He said, boy, I look great. When, uh, maybe the mirror might have lied to you. I don't know, lied to me all the time. But whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now, we're talking about applying the seed, being a doer of the word, 
looking at new, fresh every day, planting it, letting it grow. Psalms 1.1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. That is, walketh not in against or anti-scripture, nor standeth in the way of sinners. That's, again, walking against scripture. Or setteth in the seat of the scornful. That, again, is uh, walking against scripture. But a person whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. The word of God applying, planting the seed, planting the seed, planting the seed. Looking up of the 31,000, some uh, 31,000 scriptures, finding a seed, planting it. I'm going to be like this. I'm going to practice this. I'm going to be like this. Well, you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And it brings forth fruit in your season and your leaf shall not wither. And whatsoever you do shall prosper. And so here is the insight that will change your life forever. Proverbs chapter 3, 9, from Solomon, the wisest of all men, says this, the seed will grow generosity in your life. Did you ever been around the stingy people? Ever been someone that's a hoarder or stingy uh, and uh, they're, they're, they're not generous? Well, you, as you plant the word of God like like I've been, I've been discussing here, as you plant, let no communication come out of your mouth. The seed starts growing. And uh, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. As you do that, the seed starts growing. And one of the seeds that will grow, as I talked a few weeks ago, holiness. You'll start growing in holiness. But here's another seed that will begin to grow in you. You'll begin to grow in generosity. And so then in... Uh, verse number nine says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thy increase. In other words, you'll put God first, you'll give to God first. Tithing, 10% of what you have, you honor the Lord with the first fruits. It comes off the top, not off the bottom. You don't give him the leftovers after you've spent all you, you want on watermelon and, and strawberries and uh, whatever else you spent your money on. But you give him the first fruits. You give it to him first. And so honor the Lord with thy substance is generosity and with the first fruits of thine increase. Now, as you're planting the seed or the word of God in your life, and you're doing what he say do, then all of a sudden, there's a something that grows up in you. And that growing up in you is generosity. And you will begin to find then that uh, giving first fruits unto the Lord is growing in you, and it's the natural thing to do. Now, it's not real natural to sit on the right uh, a check every week and take it to the storehouse. That's not natural. That's giving it away. That's not natural. But when you plant the word, the seed of God in your life, well, holiness grows. You start living a holy life before the Lord. Generosity begins to grow as you plant the word of God in your life. And that explains why so many people, you see them week after week after week for year after year after year, faithful as clockwork, they bring their tithes to the storehouse. It's not a burden to them because that seed has grown of generosity, has grown in them, and they have become givers rather than takers. And so then there's a benefit that comes with that. 
the Bible says I'll, you'll become uh, uh, generous and then your barns will be filled with plenty. In other words, I will bless you and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. And then the scripture goes on with the practical insights uh, of diligently applying scripture in your life like this. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. So again, what are some of the benefits? Well, the merchandise or what you take home when you apply the word of God, what you get is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. In other words, what you get in the bag of your Christian life is far better than if you took uh, money to a store and bought a whole new house full of furniture or you bought a brand new car or you bought a brand new house. Well, that merchandise is wonderful. Sure it is. It's nice to have a new car, somebody said. It's nice to have a new home. It's nice to have nice clothes. It's nice to have a trip uh, on, on, the, uh, on the ship, uh, the cruise ship. It's real nice. That merchandise is wonderful. But the merchandise of, that comes to you, the benefits that comes to you from planting the seed or the word of God in your life is more valuable than the merchandise that you buy with silver and gold. She's more precious than rubies. And all the things that can desire are not to be compared with the blessings and the merchandise goodness and love and uh, that the word of God growing in your life can produce. In other words, if generosity grows in you, that's that's you're one of the greatest gifts. If holiness grows in you, that's a great gift. That's more blessed to you than a brand new car or, or whatever. The length of days, you, you grow, you, you live long. And in your left hand are riches and honor. Ways are of pleasantness. Now, Luke chapter 8 and verse number 15 says, But the seed in the good earth, these are the good hearts who sees the word and hold on no matter what, sticking with it until there's a harvest, the seed that is grown in good earth. So you ask yourself this question, uh, is you, are, are you a, a, a believer that, that loves the Lord with all your heart and soul and mind and you've decided to follow after Jesus? Are, is that who you are? That makes you the good earth. And if you desire uh, the things of the, of the word of God as sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, you're the good earth. And these are the good hearts who seize the word and hold on no matter what, sticking with it until there's a harvest. I want generosity to grow in my life. I want love to grow in my life. I want holiness to grow in my life. And so how am I going to do that? It's not, just, it's not a learned experience. It's not something that you read in a book and say, well, this is how you love, and this is how you're holy, and this is how you're generous. No, it's not something that you can uh, get from education. It's something that as you, it has to grow from within. It's what is on the inside of a man that comes forth. And so these things grow and take root as you plant the word of God. I don't know, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. 
And today maybe you say, well, you know, Pastor, I believe in Jesus. Well, that's a start. I believe that he died on the cross and, and uh, died for me, and he rose again on the third day, and he offers to me a free gift of heaven, you know, and that I believe in that. Well, that's a good start, but that's not enough. Now we have to take the F. Now we have to ask him to forgive us of our sins. I'd like to pray with you right now. And, uh, and then you need to pray, Lord, I'll follow you, and I'll grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. I'll put the word of God in me. I'll watch it grow me into something that's beautiful, a city on a hill that cannot be. Let, let's pray. I'm going to pray with you. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you are the son of God that you gave your life for me to forgive me of my sins. And so, Jesus, today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and clean me up and forgive me. And, Lord, I want to be your follower. I want to follow after you. And so we believe if you prayed that prayer this morning that uh, you're born again. And now you're, a, now you're a good seed. And now you can plant the word of God, and it will take root in you, and it will grow, and it will bring forth fruit in its season. You'll become holy. You'll become generous. You'll become kind as it grows in you. And Luke chapter 6 and verse number 47, I love this in closing, from the Message Bible says this. These words I speak to you are not mere additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundation words, words that you can build your life on. If you work my words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation of his house on bedrock. And when the river burst its banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it. It was built to last. But if you just use my words in Bible studies, now think about this. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and you don't work them into your life, well, you're like a dumb carpenter <laughs> ah, who built a house but skipped the foundation. And when the swollen rivers came crashing in, it collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. And so I really want to encourage you today. The last few sermons, the last three or four, even preaching through the book of Romans, preaching over the Easter season, Palm Sunday, and uh, Mother's Day, and, and all those times, I've been so impressed with trying to teach and letting you know the benefits David said, you know, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And forget not all of his benefits. And you know, benefits come from applying the word. Say, how do I grow? How do I make him the Lord of my life? It's so simple. It's so simple. It's easy, as I've said, as falling off a log in a log rolling contest. But you know what? It's so simple. What do you do? There's 31,174 verses in the scriptures. Just pick one at a time and begin to work on it, begin to apply it. Sometimes that one scripture might take you a, a, a few months or even a year or two to get to the point where you don't let corrupt communication out of your mouth. Sometimes 
you might take that scripture that said, let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my God and my Redeemer. Sometimes it, it might take you uh, maybe a, a, a year or two to get to a point where you're thinking and the meditation of your heart isn't evil all the time, isn't angry, isn't boisterous, isn't unkind, isn't unfriendly. It might take you a while where your thought patterns uh, need to be healed and need to be mended and need to be brought under control, be brought under the, the power of the Holy Spirit. And so how does that happen? Well, you're good seed because you've asked Jesus to come into your heart. You believe in him. You've, you've uh, asked him to forgive your sins. You've decided to follow. I've decided to follow after Jesus. One songwriter said that makes you the good seed. And if you work on this, when, you, when, you, when your mind gets to thinking naughty things, uh, when it keeps thinking about filthy things, when it thinks about wrong things, when it thinks about doing wrong, you bring that under subjection to Christ Jesus. You say, I'm not going to think that way anymore. I'm going to think the way it pleases the Lord. And when you do that, it's planting that seed in your life. And all of a sudden, it starts growing things. Oh, my goodness. There, there's no end to what you can become. Sky is the limit. You'll be, you'll, holiness will be yours. Generosity will be yours. Loving will be yours. Giving will be yours. Going and doing, uh, doing missionary work and supporting the missionaries. All these things will grow and take root in you, and it will become natural. And you will honor the Lord with your first fruits because it's in you. It's not something you try to do. It's something that grows from within. That's who you really are. You become something. You become something in Jesus. And when you do that, you're going to do exploits. And you're going to do mighty deeds for the kingdom of God. And one of these days, we're going to stand before the Lord and we're going to have to give an account. And we're, I don't want to say have to give an account. We're going to get to give an account. So, Lord, I loved you with my whole heart, soul, mind. I'm here because I loved you. See what I'm saying? And so it's worth it. The benefits are mighty. So let's bow in prayer today. And I just pray that you will take the word of God able to cleanse you and grow thereby and apply it every day. Dear Jesus, I just pray that this message will sink into our hearts and Lord, that we'll understand the value of the Word of God and let it become the Lord of our life. Let it be a Lordship manual that teaches us how to please you, Lord, and that we follow under the Lordship of Jesus. And Father, I just pray that those listening to me today will learn from this message how to apply the Word of God and how easy it is. It's not difficult to follow after you, Lord. It's easy. Thank you for making it easy. Thank you for making your Word seed to grow and change us into the image and the stature of Jesus. We ask all of these things in your precious, holy, and wonderful name. Amen.